0: No need for clickbait, paywalls, or shilling around. At Scarlet Rhapsody, we are an independent web zone covering conventions across the country. Scarlet Rhapsody breaks it down for you. The guests, the dealers, the culture, the cosplay, the trending fandoms, and what makes a convention worth the price of admission. Are you convention cultured? You will be. Visit us on the web at scarlet-rhapsody.com, Facebook at Scarlet Rhapsody Media, Twitter at consandchurros, YouTube at Scarlet Rhapsody Convention Cultured. And remember, the con is what you make of it, so make it a good one. See you at the con.
1: And now, the Boston Bastard Brigade, Electric Sisterhood, and the Street Inc. proudly present No Porns, No Mix The World's J Pop and Alternative hotspot.
2: and wenches, welcome to episode 298 of No Borders, No Race. I am your king, baby duck, Evan Borgo. Thank you once again for tuning in. Anime Boston has come and gone. Elite for Derek and myself were very happy to see this com return after going nearly three years without it. While it wasn't perfect, which you can hear our thoughts about it in our wrap-up special, we had a very good time, and we look forward to going back next year. As of this recording, I am still editing the interviews we conducted, so hopefully they'll be up on the B3 site shortly. In other news, I am getting ready to head to Japan for a month. In fact, I just got approved for my work visa this very day. I'll be teaching for two weeks in the town of Kani through the Cultural Exchange Initiative and then spend an extra couple of weeks doing some sightseeing and visiting friends. I have been trying to get back there for 15 years and I, I honestly can't believe it's finally happening. Now, I won't be doing any No Borders, No Race episodes while now I am in Japan, but I'm thinking I could do some sort of special podcast over there. I'm going to ponder over that just a little bit uh, while I get today's episode started. On today's episode of No Borders, No Race, the return of a great sci-fi series and iconic comedy troupe makes their grand return. Plus, on this week's A Bastard Soapbox, the importance of Pride Month. From the perspective of a cisgender heterosexual. Um, ganbarimasu. But first, let's start today's playlist. Remember, as always, if you like what you hear and would like to support these artists, you can find their music on CD Japan, Amazon, Yes Asia, Apple Music, Spotify, Bandcamp, the band's official sites, and your local record store. We're beginning to show with the theme song to this season's hottest anime, Spy Family. I was immensely surprised by how many people have already cosplayed as Lloyd York and Anya at Anime Boston this year. Here are official Hige Dandism with NYX Nuts. <laughs>
3: と Mi día ni de Gulzare
4: All times are Easter.
2: From his album Fashion Show Short, that was Takada Fu with the ink from the printer Rand. The musician who crafts sounds for any genre has made it his mission to create and post a brand new song every day on his Instagram for 1,000 days straight. If you want to hear his progress, follow him on Instagram at takada.fu. It was nearly five years ago when Seth MacFarlane showed the world that he wasn't just Peter Griffin or a talking bear. The sci-fi series The Orville was at first met with mixed reviews, but slowly started gaining traction once the wrinkles were ironed out. Season 1 was good, but Season 2 was a masterpiece both in story and character development. Many compared it to the golden era of Star Trek The Next Generation, even praising it more than the newer Star Trek series at the time. Now, nearly three years since we last saw Captain Ed Mercer, The Orville has returned with its third season aptly entitled New Horizons. The series picks up right where the second season ended, after the Kalons attempted to commit genocide on all living beings. The Orville's Kalon resident Isaac is dealing with plenty of harassment from the crew, even though he helped save them from total defeat. Yet it's not enough as others blame him for their fallen comrades and friends. What follows is a story that takes a turn for something you'd never expect from the Orville, as Isaac deactivates himself after Dr. Finn's son Marcus tells him that he wishes he was dead. Some are sad, others are happy, yet the one who was closest to Isaac, Dr. Finn, feels absolute sadness over his suicide. While the crew find a way to bring him back, it's a discussion between Isaac and Dr. Finn at the episode's conclusion that hits some of the most important points it's trying to make. Although Isaac has no feelings regarding the crew harassing him, his decision to end his life is both disturbing and heart-wrenching. And I know some of you listeners may wonder what the big deal is regarding a non-biological life form deciding to end it all. Isn't a robot the last sort of entity that you'd expect to just throw away their life? Well, that's kind of the point that this show is trying to make. How often do you hear about someone who kills himself and everyone's reaction being of complete shock? How many suicides have happened where everyone can't believe that the person would do such a thing? The Orville is showing their audience that anyone, at any time, is capable of ending it all, even if they're not human. Seth MacFarlane, who penned and directed this episode, deserves a lot of credit for bringing these sorts of issues to his series, as he showcased it without an ounce of humor or stupidity. Personally, I'm looking forward to seeing what's next in the Orville New Horizons. What began as a nod to Star Trek The Next Generation has transformed itself into its own entity— Seth MacFarlane has shown a lot of maturity with his storytelling, and this season is shaping to be the best thing he's ever made. You can catch all of The Orville on Hulu, which is where you can exclusively watch its newest season. Now, since this segment did talk a little bit about suicide, I really should make a note here to say that if you ever feel like ending it all, please don't. Reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, which is available 24-7. You can contact them via phone at 1-800-273-8255 or via their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. And hopefully, someone on the other line or on the other side of the screen will give you the help that you need. Our next act comes with some bittersweet news. They are called Telefus, which is made up of Grammy Award-winning producer Jack Knife Lee and vocalist Cathal Coughlin, Unfortunately, Coughlin passed away at the age of 61 on May 18th from a lengthy illness. I would like to extend my love and thought to his family and friends and to those who held him near and dear to their hearts. And I hope you listeners will check what may be his final contribution to the musical world. From Ahion, here are Telephys with We Need.
0: Show coming
2: to you live from Tokyo, Japan, year end special. And I'll be with my good friend Evan Borgald. And you can tune into the Mike Rogers show. We play Japanese music, Japanese pop, Japanese, uh, and you can win a bazillion dollars on this show. I don't know how you can, but maybe, you know, if you listen to the show, maybe you can somehow, maybe buy a raffle ticket or something. The Mike Rogers show.
5: Tune in! We're gonna have our year in top 5 countdown. It's gonna be way cool, and you can hear more good songs just like this.
3: Hey, I hey. do to
2: Shinigami from their latest EP, 13, and in support of 13, the band will be doing a small tour across Japan later this month. If you think of comedy troupe greats, you have to list some of the pillars. The Marx Brothers, The Three Stooges, Monty Python, Groundlings, Saturday Night Live, Upright Citizen Brigade, and The State are some of the comedy teams that have helped to evolve the concept of comedy. But if you were to ask me who was the all-around best comedy troupe in the history of the media, well, there is no better answer than The Kids in the Hall. I spent much of my middle and high school days watching the Kids in the Hall reruns on Comedy Central, laughing my ass off, and even learning a thing or two about certain kinds of people. A few years ago, I went and rewatched the entirety of the original Kids in the Hall sketch show, and it's amazing that over 30 years later, every skit was both funny and relevant. I'll even go so far as to say that there's no such thing as a bad kids in the hall sketch. You're either going to get something really funny or really weird. And either way, they succeed in achieving both when the time calls for it. From Crusher to Buddy Cole, the kids in the hall delivered comedic perfection. Granted, the movie Brain Candy had its issues, which is why we don't talk about it much. After nearly 12 years since their Death Comes to Town miniseries, the kids in the hall have returned to the sketch realm with eight new episodes on Amazon Prime. And let me tell you something. They still got it. And I knew they'd still have it as I saw them live a few years ago when they showcased nonstop hilarity with both new and classic sketches. Dave, Bruce, Kevin, Mark, and Scott may have aged 30 years, but their funny bones are just as strong as they were when they first hit the airwaves. It's hard to talk about this show without spoiling some of the best jokes, but we do see a lot of familiar faces returning. We've got Buddy Cole, the Office Ladies, Bruce's weird kid character, and the head crusher back in this new series. But we've also got new bits and characters like the hero Super Drunk, and even cameos via the Friends of the Kids in the Hall segment. And once again there's not a bad sketch to be found in any of these eight episodes. Doctors talking about baby drop averages, two friends fighting over an imaginary girlfriend, and a bit talking about cultural appropriation in the most creative of ways delivers one big laugh after another. Thankfully, we've got weird skits too. And the two that stand out for me are Friends of Mark and Doomsday DJ. And when it comes to the latter... There's a certain song the DJ plays that will now make you think of that sketch every time you hear it. It's awkwardly hilarious, and the cast showcase their chops in ways that are both familiar and refreshing. If you're a fan of the original, then this return of the kids in the hall will not disappoint in the slightest. In a way, it's like these five funny men have never left us, as they pick things right back up like no time has gone by. They may not be kids anymore, but... The Kids in the Hall are just as relevant now as they were when they first hit the scene many years ago. You can watch the new season of The Kids in the Hall, as well as the original seasons, the Death Comes to Town miniseries, and the documentary Comedy Punks, all on Amazon Prime. And I hope you do watch them, because they have plans for a new season, and they can't make it without people actually watching the show. So go and watch it. I'll crush your head
0: I'll crush, crush,
2: crush your head You little flathead Right then, back to more music Japanese rap-pop duo Chemical are back with a brand new album called Gokigen and they've once again proven themselves to be a hip-hop force to be reckoned with This is a track from their new record called San Okoen or 3 Million Yen
3: Kimojima ichimande. Here in Japan,
0: that des on
3: we
0: Hi
5: everybody, this is Phil the Issues Guy from Issues my and my the Issues Guy my YouTube. Do you like television? Do you like talking about television? Do you have problems and can't sleep at night? If any of those things are true, come on down and join Phil the Issues Guy on YouTube, Phil's Recap and Review, or check out issuesprogram.com to check out our stuff. Basically what we do is we talk a lot about television, some movies, but mainly television. We do post-episode recaps, live viewings, drunk commentary games, and just general analysis. So if you love television, you don't have a ton of people to talk about television, or you just cannot get enough of some of these awesome shows like Vikings, Better Call Saul, Westworld, Game of Thrones, even The Walking Dead, and some other random shows that just pop up here and there. If you cannot get enough of all those programs and you want to talk about them jump on over join in the live motherfucking chat with some of the best people in the world that all share their thoughts real time whenever we go live so if you subscribe to the youtube channel you follow the youtube channel by clicking that little bell thing you can find out anytime we go live you can also check out issuesprogram.com for a backload of all of our stuff and check out our podcast on stitcher itunes and lots of other places huge thanks to all of you and hope you check it out and hope you enjoy it and i'll talk to you guys next time
3: game Learn the rules and play The your head high
2: song from ernest moon that was unkind coming off of their new album skipping to Maloo, which hits stores this friday i have to read their bandcamp bio because it's quite cheeky ernest moon is two lower order fancy pants from up north filling the gap between pretentious lyrical art and bog standard pop music a bit of homemade cranberry sauce on your pie and chips if that doesn't make you an instant fan then i don't know what will Well, folks, we're heading to the mitten of New England as it's time once again for our Beantown Sampler. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to be focusing on Boston artists, but the rest of New England needs some love, too. And today we're heading to Portland, Maine for the sweet sounds of Weekend Friends. Last November, they released their latest album, Quitter, which focused on the themes of lost friendships, self-worth, and burnout. It all ties together a fantastic record that any rock fan should absolutely blare loudly with a tinge of frustration. From Quitter, here's Weekend Friends with Tunnels.
6: star trek to back to the future we've got your pop culture reactions and news over at league the league of ordinary gentlemen comic book podcast is more than just comic check us out wherever you get your podcast. on social at league podcast
7: one
2: album Windswept Adan that was Ichigo Alba with Pilgrimage. Ichigo Aoba recently announced that she'll be touring the U.S. for the very first time this fall, so be sure to check out her website for more information. All right, it's time to be frank in this week's A Bastard Soapbox. June marks Pride Month. A celebration and remembrance of those in the LGBTQ community that helped make this world a more loving and accepting place. When I was a kid, there was a stigma about being gay, with just about every aspect showcased and portrayed in a very negative light. Yet I grew up with family members that were out of the closet, and we treated them no different than anyone else. Basically, I was never taught that being gay or trans was wrong, but just something that just makes people who they are and who they love. So why should anyone care if a man loves another man or a woman loves another woman? Whose business is it if someone wants to transition to another gender or even consider themselves non-binary? Because if you think long and hard about it, it doesn't affect anything that's going on in the world, and it doesn't affect your personal life either. Yet for some reason... Despite the progress made these last few years, there are people who are still trying to push anti-LGBTQ propaganda that does nothing but ostracize a group of hard-working and honest individuals. They claim it's against the Bible, even if there's nothing in the Bible about it whatsoever. But these folks have plenty of idiots who've never cracked open the Old and New Testament just going along with their stupid plans. And the unfortunate thing is some states are finding ways to make it hard for the lgbtq community to live the life they want same-sex couples are being denied the right to adopt to own a home to even get a job because the folks who run these companies are so ass backwards with their beliefs and quote unquote values instead they're doing all they can so they can make everything like it was in the 1950s. And while you may think that'll bring things back to the era of Leave it to Beaver or The Annie Griffith Show, remember that many minorities and nationalities were treated like third-class citizens by the public, all because they weren't white or Christian. While I mentioned this a few months back, I need to say again that politicians are outright trying to kill transgender children with their policies. Hundreds of laws that do nothing but put a big bullseye on the LGBTQ youth are trying to be passed all over the country. Laws that block transgender kids from getting hormone blockers, to get proper mental health to deal with their circumstances, or even something as simple as play with their fellow friends and classmates on the team that makes them feel the most comfortable. It's awful, and these politicians need to be stopped. But this leads me to the issues within the LGBTQ community itself. Some gay and lesbian people ostracize bisexuals simply because they want to have a relationship with the opposite sex. I've seen many of my bi friends on Facebook and Twitter talking about how unwelcome they felt during Pride all because of who they were currently dating or who they were currently married to. And let's not forget about those three groups just Pushing the transgender community to the curb when it best suits their needs. This internal fighting needs to end or else nobody is going to make progress with anything. And although we have made some amazing progress with bettering those in the LGBTQ community, too many special interest groups are doing their hardest to take them all away. And honestly, I am not surprised. This is America where we slaughtered Native Americans and stole their land. A civil war was fought because too many people wanted to keep enslaving black people and other minorities. This is where it wasn't until the 1920s when women could vote. We placed Americans in internment camps during World War II because of how they looked. And interracial marriage wasn't even allowed until 1967. So of course there will be people pushing back progress. And some of them own companies who are trying to make a quick buck on Pride Month by making rainbow-splattered stuff. I mean, talk about hypocrisy. They'll take their money, but they won't treat them as equals. Honestly, people need to be reminded why Pride is a thing. It's not just about being out and proud. It's about the fight. That led the community towards being accepted by the masses. To all my listeners in the LGBTQ community, please don't let your voices be silent, nor should you stay quiet. Let the world know what you are made of and that you won't ever be turned away solely because of who you are and who you love. Or because you don't want to be in a relationship. I know asexuals get left out of the equation a lot, and I really didn't want to do that because... I have many aces that I gladly defend in my circle of friends. Between you and me, the aces are some of the coolest people in the bunch, so don't give them a hard time because they don't enjoy romance or sex. Again, it ain't hurting anybody. So please, for Pride Month, be yourself, be vocal, be better, and do what you can to keep on making this world of ours a more loving and accepting place. Because as we've come to find out, The fight to be treated as human beings still continues for many gay, bi, trans, ace, and others in the community. I see you, and you are heard loud and clear. Remember that. This is a welcome space for all of you in the LGBTQA community. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know, incidentally, I was thinking of making a Pride version of the B3 emblem. But then I remember that the No Borders, No Race logo already has all of the colors of the rainbow. So, technically, we support Pride all year round, and we won't ever stop doing so. So with that, I will step off my soapbox. Remember, these are the thoughts of me, your King Baby Duck, and nobody else within the land of Ash. Although I will say that I'm certain that everyone on the team is for the love and acceptance of those in the LGBTQA plus community. If not, um, there's going to be a talk. So with this being Pride Month, I wanted to spin a special song by one of our generation's greatest songwriters, Mr. Frank Turner. On his new album, FTHC is a song about his father, who has transitioned into a woman Frank can truly admire and welcome back into his heart. It's a beautiful song about a beautiful woman who goes by the name Miranda. Miranda.
0: Transgender woman And my resentment has started to fade Cause it was never about who she was Just the way that he behaved And now my father is Miranda And we're okay
5: freedom, knowledge. The Abstract Japan Podcast at abstractjapan.com.
2: his 2011 release tucker plays 19 postcards and as the title of this album may already tell you this particular record has the multi-instrumentalist performing 19 songs inspired by postcards he found all throughout japan hey if inspiration strikes you just go for it okay i haven't done this in a while so chai ma minasan konshu no nihongo yoyaku no jikan desu The urban. The urban. The 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 Fruit show to Anaji Krai Omoshiroi episode LGBTQ community wa ni. Mada, LGBTQ my thanks again to Mikio hattori sensei of the Cultural Exchange Initiative. Remember, if you'd like to know more information on the CEI, be sure to visit their website at ceinitiative.org. You can also follow CE Initiative on Instagram and Facebook. Right now, we're going to spin something from this year's big musical guest at Anime Boston 2022, Asuka. You can catch my interview with Asuka very soon, which was recorded with our good buddies at Anime Herald. This served as the B side for her single Carpe DM, and let me tell you something this song is a banger live. Here's Villain.
6: Presenting a bold new adventure into Lovecraftian horror and black comedy. The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program's acclaimed second series, The Terrible Secret of Lot X. So, to the woman in green. Estelle Thorpe has made a precarious purchase. Get anything good? Contents of automobile trunk, backseat, and glove box unsorted. Mmm, riveting. But this auction win is more than it seems. A deranged man tried to outbid me. He confronted me afterwards.
5: That box you bought? Burn it if you know what's good for you. He who is not to be named killed those boys and it's my fault. Just like he's gonna kill you.
6: To solve the paranormal mystery she's uncovered, Estelle assembles an unlikely crew of curiosity seekers. Moses Covenfield, a renowned mountain man author. Estelle, ma'am, I promise that if you were trying to win me over, the odds are good, but the good's are odd. Cherry Featherbottom, a flapper who's more than she seems.
4: I'm gonna just be upstairs cleaning my gun.
6: (laughs) Who are you, my dad? (laughs) Oswald Sinclair, Hobo King. That's not jam. That is definitely the opposite of jam. That is people jam. Anjana Ramakrishnan, Estelle's partner in a cult adventure.
4: You summoned a demon, and you don't remember it, darling. No firearms. Not right now
6: and Kenneth Rogers, a notorious gambler. I can play cards any old day, but chicken lunch at Thorpe Manor? Mm Mm-mm, that sounds like a mighty fine time, I tell you what. Together, they encounter monsters above and below, and an unholy conspiracy that threatens to shred their sanity to tatters. This is startling and strange, but darling, we might be onto something here. This is why we came to Arkham, after all.
4: Not for murderous grave robbers and disappearing children.
2: The Necronomicon, whatever your intent with this book, I caution you, and say with all certainty, you will find more danger than answers. You brought me back. You, you brought brought me back. Brought you
4: back from what?
1: This is not our world. This is not our world at all.
2: When the dance is done and his infernal song rings loudest,
4: there
3: will be no lewd carnality denied to us.
5: You leap onto this thing's back, and bury your hatchet in its neck. He howls. Ah, I
1: will eat you. Dear Lord, what happened to you?
6: It's take t- too long to explain. we got to uh, get to the hospital.
5: I'll tell you what, right well, now, we, we can't go to the police with this. Yeah, I suspect you're right. They'll put us in the sanitarium. I... The air gives way to the crushing depths. You're drowning. You're drowning in a sea of yellow. In this program, our
6: cast actually lives the terror. It's an improvised audio drama that uses Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu role-playing game and the wits of our players to weave these uncanny tales. This is a cinematic radio play where anything can happen. And these poor souls never know what's going to crawl out of the darkness. Discover the terrible secret of Lot X. The entire second series now available on your favorite podcast player. Just search for The Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program or unlock all our secrets at CthulhuMystery.com.
2: Evolution Above Disorder with Annihilator, the Dublin-born and Vancouver-based shoegaze rocker is better known as Stephen White, the bassist for Boston-based rockers Magic Shop. And Magic Shop also just released a new album called Mono Lake, which means I'll more than likely feature them in a future Beantown sampler down the line. Well, that about wraps up this week's episode of No Borders, No Race. Remember, for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos from the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you're an abandoned and want to be featured on our show, you can write to us at thebastardsatbostonbastardbrigade.com, like us on facebook.com slash Brigade and follow us on b3crew.tumblr.com. And you can follow me, Your King Baby Duck, on Twitter, the J-pop, video games, anime, Amino pages, Instagram, and Twitch at KingBabyDuckESH. Don't forget to give some love to our friends at BlackCompat, which you can find at blackcompat.com, Twitch.tv/blackcompat. And YouTube.com/slash/blackcompad promotional consideration provided for this week's tracks from Telefist, Ernest Moon, and Revolution Above Disorder, made possible by Shameless Promotion PR. And a very special thank you to Circuit Three and the Keplerians for their contribution to Shameless Tuesdays. And a big shout out to Mike Rogers for sending down Takada Fu and Tucker. We're ending things with J-pop artists. Kuro Neko, who some of you will be familiar with as of late, thanks to the show your boy Kongming. Seriously, that anime alone is worth a high dive subscription. Here's Kuro Neko with the show's dance-worthy end-theme Kibun Jojo. And until next time, this is your King Baby Duck reminding you that you don't have to be from Boston to be a bastard, but it sure helps. Hey DJ, come on yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Kibun Jojo i Juju né? E keep up que
2: This is your King Baby Duck, Evan Borgo, from the Electric Sisterhood, and your host for the No Borders, No Race podcast. Each episode, we play the best, brightest, and hottest acts from Japan, America, Europe, and the rest of the world. Every song spun is but a mere taste of what you can expect of the artists heard, so if you truly loved what hit your eardrums, please be sure to support these musicians and buy their albums, EPs, and singles. Places like Amazon.com. CD Japan, Yes Asia, Bandcamp, iTunes, and even your local record store are great places to plop down some sweet moolah to let those artists know that they're doing a heck of a good job with their melodies. The more an artist gets support from listeners, the better the chance that they'll come to a venue nearest you to play the sounds that won your heart. This message is brought to you by the Boston Bash Brigade, reminding you all to support your local, national, and international artist's any way you can.